The following is a presentation of Team Glory Sports. Glory FM, WGTJ Radio presents Tuesday Night High School Basketball. Welcome to the countdown to tip-off of tonight's game. Let's go courtside for the preview of tonight's game on 97.5 Glory FM. And we are live from Cherokee Bluff High School in Flyer Branch as the Bears take on the Warriors of Walnut Grove. In Region 8 Quad A action is the North versus the South in this region. This is a game that doesn't count in the standings, but it is very key when it comes to deciding maybe who's going to be a higher seed in the upcoming region tournaments when it comes to tiebreakers. And seeding is so very important as we get ready for this matchup. Girls will tip things off just after 6 this evening, followed by the boys' game. And tonight it's the region's crossing over. Everybody in the Hall County area is playing a team from the other side along with our game this evening. You have Johnson playing up the road at the Blackshire Place taking on Seconder. East Hall played Cedar Shoals yesterday with the girls winning and the boys losing in overtime to Cedar Shoals. North Hall is on the road at Madison County, and you have Chesty on the road at North Oconee this with about three weeks left in the regular season. And, Joseph, you see how this one is going to be. Again, you look at the philosophy, you want to win all your games here at home because you know this one may play an important role in the tournament later on. That's exactly right, Mike. And when you look at it uh, from Walnut Grove's standpoint, they're 3-2 and two in their sub and 5-3 and three overall, which makes them 2-1 and one on uh, against teams from the north side. Where on the other side, the Lady Bears, they're 5-1 and one in the sub and they're 7-1 they're overall, which means they're 2-0 against the other side, and they need to keep that pace up So because that would put them in the lead, if you will, uh, when it comes on to, to uh, tournament time, seeding number one or two, because it's number one and two is going to be between them and Chesity, I, I perceive, and then North Hall will be around third unless North Hall pulls an upset off here late in the season. And, and with that, too, you and I saw Walnut Grove play last year. Very interesting situation. The coach at Walnut Grove, also coaches the boys' team. It's something you and I never see anymore. Uh, really? I said, the only time you might see that was probably back when we saw a, a head coach get thrown out of the game many yes. years ago, and then the, the varsity boys coach had to slide in and take their spot. That doesn't happen very much. But, yeah, Will Witherspoon, William Witherspoon, whichever he goes by, William is, is the head coach of both the girls and boys, and, and they, they play. They're, they're good. A lot of same philosophy for both teams, uh, just different uh, folks out there playing it. You know, that, that way it keeps it simple. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they play mano a mano, boy versus girl in practices a lot of times just so they can speed it up or whatever. But, yeah, he's there. And if it's the same William Witherspoon, he played for a coaching legend in the state, so he knows his basketball. Well, you and I, so far, this will be the third team from the South Sub region we have seen so far this season. Mm-hmm. And you see really why the girls on the north side have been so dominant in this two-year span of north versus south. Yeah, the uh, the, gir- the girls on the north side seem to play a little bit more under control, um, the, be- the better shooting the basketball, I believe, um, but they play better defense overall, too, and they're a lot quicker. We've seen this uh, uh, Cherokee Bluff team this year, and they're really quick on defense, and they play the press well. Um, the last time we saw them, and I was just talking to Coach Cassie Scott a few minutes ago, they were really missing number 20, Caitlin Cook, that night against Chester T. She's back tonight, and uh, will probably will make a big difference in this ballgame. Uh, again, we look at what Walnut Grove has done. 
I think they're one of the, the better teams on the South subregion. Yeah. When you look at how they even played last year, we had a couple of close games of them last year. Remember how they played, and, and they were a very fundamental basketball team. They were, they, and, I'm, and I'm sure he stresses fundamentals, you know, especially with young ones. Now, he's got one, two, three, four, five. He's got five seniors on the team, uh, several that are coming back from last year. And so he, I'm sure he tries to stress. He's got a lot of freshmen and sophomores on the team, too, does Coach Witherspoon. So be interesting to see how he combines. All. I know, he, you know, tonight as we'll go over our starters and, and all that in a few minutes, he's got mainly the upperclassmen starting tonight for the um, Walnut Grove. Well, for the most part, too, in this region, basically by the time uh, Groundhog Day is on Friday, February 2nd, that's when the sub-region portion of the schedule ends, and then a lot of the teams will play their final crossover game coming up on Tuesday, February 6th. They're go- mo- uh, everybody's off on February the 9th. Then they get ready. They're going to take about a week off to get ready for the tournament. Yeah, they're off for, for a few extra days in there, which is, I mean, kind of odd to me. Usually, if you, you finish up on a Friday, you'll start Tuesday or Wednesday, or you finish on a Tuesday and you start Friday. So having almost a whole week off, I guess it's good if you if you got any injuries, you know, it's good for you to get everybody healthy for the for the tournament or whatever. So from that standpoint, I guess it's good for well, them. Well, I'll get – I think they'll play the opening round, of the, basically play-in, you know, to get into the tournament, like we would say, uh, I think that's Saturday the 10th. I'll double hit my schedule later on. But see, either, either the 10th of February, that's going to be here before we know it. Hey, well, it's right around the corner. But now, but nowadays, it seems like that you tell me, hey, we got eight weeks of the season, and all of a sudden we're down to two weeks of the season. So it goes by really quick. How about this right here? We were talking about the baseball fields right next to the gym here at Cherokee Bluff. And yep. Coach Jeremy Kemp entering another season's head coach here. And they began official practice yesterday for the season. Yeah, and uh, yesterday and they're out there in this cold weather now. We'll get to see some of the cold weather, but hopefully it won't be as cold as it is today and tomorrow. Ooh. But, yeah, they've, they've got some cold days out here to be hitting those aluminum bats and fielding some grounders, that's for sure. I'd much rather be inside where we are right now. You know? I, I would imagine a lot of them have these indoor hitting facilities, and that's where Flair Branch is now that they're finished. Yes. I'm sure they're utilizing it a good deal. Yep, no doubt about it. Again, the baseball season begins for the Bears here. Getting ready on February the 9th, getting ready for their first games, and then uh, they'll start for real the following week of the week of Valentine's Day. Again, our first broadcast of high school baseball will be on March the 1st, and that season will go by in a hurry. It ends on April the 12th and go, okay, that's just the region games, and we'll <laughs> tell you much more about that later on. But this one, I'm really interested, especially the boys' ball game, what Coach Josh Travis and his team can do. And when we saw them play against Chesapeake, and they can bomb the three-pointer. Oh, they can, they can shoot it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the uh, the two teams, or all four teams tonight, and how they mesh that three-point shot in with their regular offense. I imagine we'll see a lot of full-court pressing. Well, I might see a lot of ho- a half-court trap. Uh, the quickness, I think, will make up for both teams tonight and seeing the, how quick their hands are, knocking the ball away, cutting off the passing lanes and things of that nature. Well, welcome all our listeners down in Walton County in Walnut Grove, Coach William uh, with a spoon, with a head letter by no down that way. What was what we're doing this evening? So we welcome all you who could not come to Cherokee Bluff this evening. You can hear our game online at wgtjradio.com. We're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app, the Simple Radio app, also on the Radio Garden app, and at home in your Amazon Echo. All I do is say play 97.5 Glory FM to hear Joe and I. Also, the game will be recorded. And we'll have that up on our website tomorrow at WGTJRadio.com. Just click on the podcast page. you get a chance to hear this game and all the other games that we have broadcast so far this season. We look forward 
uh, to this one right here. And I tell you what, you look at what the Lady Bears have done here in this first ball game, Joe, is that is you talk about when you go transition from one coach to the next, it usually takes a long time. But with Coach Scott being the assistant last year, this team is really gelled under her this year. That done a super job gelling under Cassie Scott in her first year as head coach. She was very fortunate in that the, the, the player pool was already there. She's got one, two, three, four, five, six seniors, and she's got uh, one, two, three of those seniors that start for and so that those girls all know the system, the juniors, several juniors from last year, and then she's got a dynamic fresh, freshman in Bristol Kirsch, Boston Kirsch's younger sister, who's really going to add to the program. She's just a freshman, and she's a player right now as a freshman for sure. And you see they can go inside, they can go outside, yep. they can full-court pressure all night long. There's so many different things they can do and do well. Oh, they, they do they do everything well from what I've seen so far. And, and what's, what's impressed me as much as anything is they don't get flustered. You know, now in the game that we saw them against Chester T, they were ahead. Chester T made a run. They called the timeout. They stayed in the game. Chester T came back and won that game, but they were up without a key component that night in Caitlin Cook, and that, that hurt them as far as getting the ball up court and that, that, that presence on the floor that, that commands the ball and, and kind of keeps everybody under control. And having her back tonight, I think will make a huge difference for them. Well, we've seen how important the guard play is, but also how important it also is uh, having the girls on the front line there right under the basket, what you can do. And we've seen so many times, if you can start getting second and third shots and then you can also keep the other team from really dominating inside, you're going to be in good shape. <laughs> for sure. And, I, and, Ch- and Cherokee Bluff is known for getting second and third chances, and they've got to keep Walnut Grove off the glass tonight. They've got a few tall girls on their squad, and they've got to block them out, keep them off the, off the glass tonight for sure. I'll be curious to see what kind of zone defense Coach Scott comes up with. And I like the way she's able to really use different types of defenses for her girls according to what team they're playing. Right, exactly. She's, she swaps it up pretty good. I think, you know, she, from a zone defense to a man-to-man, <coughs> she used a one-three-one real good against Chester T. Uh, she'll also press, be a one-two-two or a two-one-two uh, press to trap you in the corners or trap you in the backcourt, and that might, might hinder Walnut Grove tonight. And we'll see if Walnut Grove's got a go-to girl. They will go underneath. They do have some size on this team. And, again, we'll see what happens as we're getting ready for the playing of the national anthem and the starting lineups of our first ball game here of the doublehead that you'll hear right here on 97.5 Glory FM against a Region 8 quad A matchup, North versus South. And it's one of those nights where everybody's playing. The lone team on the north sub-region that's not playing tonight is East Forsyth. They're the odd team out this evening. Again, East Hall played yesterday in their doubleheader with the Lady Vikings getting a very important win, I, I think, against Cedar Shoals yesterday. A, a, a big win against Cedar Shoals. That was for sure uh, helped them out going going forward. I think they're uh, they're off the rest of the week, if I'm not mistaken. They may have a, 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 a non-region game because the boys are taking their Alaska trip this weekend, heading up Thursday and playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. Yep, they are. They're playing this weekend in Alaska. and wish them a, a safe trip going north to Alaska, as the song says, from yep. that standpoint. So it'll be good to see. But this one right here. It is Walnut Grove taking on Cherokee Bluff as we get ready for the clock to hit zero, get ready for the playing of the National Anthem. We're going to stand to our feet, and we're back with more here from Cherokee Bluff as you're tuned to high school basketball on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville-Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville-Gainesville. 
Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Bushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. Broadcasting the excitement of local high school basketball, 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ presents Tuesday Night Basketball. Tonight's game is brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine, Riverside Pharmacy, and by Siphon Logistics. It's time for the tip-off of Tuesday Night Basketball on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. And back at Cherokee Bluff High School, getting ready for the strike lineups. Here's Joe Gailey. All right, get the picture. Walnut Grove, all in green with white, trimmed in black numbers, and the name on the front. Starting for Coach Will Witherspoon's Lady Warriors, you'll have a senior, number two, Niera Ovales, a senior, number five, Michaela Battle, a senior, number 11, Camaria Reed, a senior, number 14, Dorothy Nealon, and a junior, number 23, Tiara Kelly. For Cherokee Bluff, the Lady Bears, Coach Cassie Scott, all in white, trimmed in purple. Purple numbers with the gray background. A senior, number one, Carson DeMars. A sophomore, number three, Claire Carlson. A senior, number five, Emma Reynolds. A freshman, number 13, Bristol Kirsch. And a senior, number 20, Caitlin Cook. The Lady Bears are 14-3 overall, 5-1 in the 8-4A North subregion. The Coach Will Witherspoon's ladies are 8-7 overall, 3-2 in the South, 8-4-A subregion. We're getting ready to get tipped off. The Lady Warriors will be going right to left here in the first half, just the opposite for the Lady Lady Bears from left to right. The officials as assigned by the GMOA, you have Kendrick Maxwell, Tim Buckner, and 
My man down here, I can't remember his doggone name. That's awful. Anyway, assigned by the Georgia Mountain Officials Association, and they will be here. His the lead official, Buckner, will throw it up. He's waiting on the eight-minute mark to be up on the clock. They're ready. And you'll have Emma Reynolds going against Reed, and Caitlin Cook comes away with it. They'll come the other direction. Caitlin Cook has it out front. Walnut Grove in a 2-3 zone. They sag the back three along the, the block area down on the far end. Emma Reynolds has it in the corner, back to Cook. Cook dribbles to the right wing, passes back over to Carlson, back to Cook, to Kirsch. Kirsch in this corner to Reynolds with 13. Try to go over the top, thrown too high, intercepted by Reed from Walnut Grove. Reed will bring it up with a little pressure from the Lady Bears. He gives it over to Wallace. Oh, Wallace gives it off to Battle. Battle loses control. Then number 23, Kelly, steals it away and goes up and gets the layup for for the first two points of the game at the 7-18 mark of the first quarter. Bristol Kirsch in the corner to Caitlin Cook. Caitlin throws it way back out in front. Good job by Claire Carlson to grab it. They come off to Reynolds. Reynolds is knocked away by the Lady Warriors and then is thrown away as they try to get a pass from Battle all the way up to Reed and is thrown too far for Reed, and it will be the Lady Bears basketball. Let's talk about defense for Walter Groby University. We can get a three ball to bust that zone, Joe. Yep, they're, they're kind of in a 1-2, one, 1-1 one, one press right there, but then they get through it. They get on the far side. That's going to be Carlson for three. She knocks it down. First three of the night at 6.46. Mike called it. 3-2 your score. Lady Bears with the early lead. They break the press. They get it into the front court. Kelly has the basketball. Comes over to this side to Ovalis. Ovalis shoots a three. Short hits the rim. Comes off to Reynolds. Reynolds gives it over to Carlson. Carlson. We'll dribble it up, gives it over to Caitlin Cook on the far side. Caitlin dribbles into the front court, kicks it back out to Carlson for three. Good. 6-2 is your score early on, 6-18. 1-2-2, one, one press. They get it up in the middle, get it over the top to Kelly. Kelly gets it on this side to Ovalis. Ovalis ties to take it all the way, and she does. Up and under of Reynolds and gets the layup. 6-4 is your score now at the six-minute mark. They'll bring it up. Carlson has the basketball. Gives it over to Reynolds on the right wing. Carlson back to uh, Reynolds back to Carlson. Over to Cook. Cook to Carlson to top. <coughs> to Kirsch. Kirsch on the far side to Carlson for three. No good. Rebound. Slapped away in there. DeMar's got it, and it's going to be knocked out of there and rebounded by Kelly for Walnut Grove. She passes over to Kamara Reed, who gets fouled, and will go to the free throw line. The foul's on number three, Clara Carlson. Her first team first, and Walnut Grove will be at the line for two. You can already tell the strategy for Walnut Grove, what they're trying to do even on the offensive end and mm-hmm. trying to go inside. They're getting the ball up and over that pressure defense. The first free throw by Reed is no good. The press is really just making them throw it over the top, which is what Early on, Walnut Grove is doing and beating the press down. Second free throw is no good. Camel's out long. Carlson will grab the rebound. Claire will dribble up, pass it on the far side to Bristol Kirsch. Kirsch back over to Cook, to Carlson, to Kirsch, to Cook. Give it to Reynolds for a short jumper. Good on the baseline. About a six-footer knocks it down right outside the block on the far side. 8-4 your score. Pressed by the Lady Bears. They get it up here to Ovalis. Ovalis takes it in the middle, kicks it out over there on the far side to Battle. Battle shot of three, no good. Rebounded by Reynolds. Reynolds is going to be a hell ball between Reynolds and Dorothy Nealon, number 14. 
and it will be Walnut Grove's basketball. They'll have the jump as the official backs them up down there. That backs them up, the, the cheerleaders anyway. A far pass outside to Ovalis. Long rebound out to Reed. Ovalis has it back, gives it off to Reed. Reed dribbles with a little pressure, dribbles in the middle. Side step in between people, knocked around, picked up by Cook. Cook with a rebound. High pass over here to Carlson. Carlson tries. Oh, she threaded the needle with a pass. Missed the free throw or the layup on the far end down there. And that was Kirsch. And then it's battle for and knocked out of bounds off of Walnut Grove. She, boy, that was a, a zip pass right in there to Kirsch. She went up and missed the free throw. And then DeBars came in and battled for the rebound. But the green team knocked it out of bounds. Hello, Joe, too. It was a ball move by the Lady Bears. DeMars mm-hmm. has it after the inbounds pass. She's waiting. Cook gets open. In between the circles. Now she'll challenge, goes towards the basket. She beats her girl on the far side. Layup's no good. Knocked out of bound off of number 23, Kelly, for the Lady Warriors. 4.33 in the quarter. 8-4 is your score. 14 on the shot clock. You can be patient, but you still got to think about it and know what time's on there. And be very active also. Cook, looking, 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 finally throws it. Threw it really high. Good job by Bristol Kirster. Go up high in there and bring it down. Bristol behind the back. Goes in for the left-handed layup. Left it short, but gets fouled. What well, a nice job getting the layup, mm-hmm. Joe. Michaela Battle commits the foul, and Bristol will be at the line to shoot two. She got, she went behind the back, and when she got, went behind the back, she kind of left her defender on her right side, Mike. She took one hard dribble, went up, kind of a long, lengthy layup. The free throw is good by Bristol, the first one. Don't you love also, too, Joe, as late you were with the shot clock there to be able to mm-hmm. go to the basket that way. Exactly. And that's what you like to do, attack it, even though with just not that much time on the shot clock. Second one is good. Makes it 10-4 now, 427 in the quarter. Ovalis will look to throw it in. Lady Bears will back it up now and get it into Reed, and Reed will dribble it up. They're coming out high almost to mid-court. They're in a 1-2-2 zone right now. They go right in the middle to Kelly. Kelly shoots about a 14-footer off the rim and good. Five and six, ten to six now. They're basically matching basket for basket other than that three. And the one free throw, Cook with the basketball. She takes it right in the middle, passes it out on the far side to Reynolds. Reynolds, a jumper from the wing, knocks it down. She's closer to the baseline than she was the wing, but about an eight, nine-footer knocked it down. Beautiful shot by Emma Reynolds. 12 6 your score. Knocked away briefly into the backcourt. they got to get it up. They do. Finally, it was knocked away briefly by Kirsch, and we got it back in front court. Kelly has it. She's going to get an open shot there as they don't want to foul. There's going to be a, a quick timeout, I think. Yes. By coach here. Let's see what they've got. It's going to be a 30-second coach. And green team called it. It's what yes, Kelvin Dubos. That's our other man. How oh, there you go, Kelvin. <laughs> All Ke- right. Ke- I had to look at him good. Kelvin, baseball player, bas- bas- baseball. I think he played everything in Gainesville, didn't he? He did. Yep. He sure did. So, uh, anyway, Kelvin's the, the third member of our referee, referee and crew tonight. Probably Coach Davis back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's good. I think it helped Coach Scott there with Coach Wilson calling that time up because it you got to look at the defense on Kelly. I remember her from last year, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she got it. And what happened, Emma Reynolds kind of, I don't know if she, she if she stumbled backwards or if she just took the step and it left that lift that from the from the um, low post block all the way in wide open for a layup. She was able to go in and get the deuce. 12 8 your score, 338 in the quarter. Cook brings it into the front court now. Guarded by Kelly way out high. She gives it off to Boston Kirsch, Bristol Kirsch. Bristol gives it over to Carlson. Carlson to Cook. They're doing a little weave out front now. Over to Kirsch. Kirsch in the corner to Carlson. Carlson back to Kirsch. Way out high on the right wing. Left wing. Comes back over to the side. Knocked away briefly, and Kirsch gets it back. 
Good quick hands right there by Walnut Grove. Reed intentionally go to Carlson for three. A little bit long, no good. Rebounded, knocked over here, going to be off of. Knocked off of Green, it'll be White's basketball with one on the shot clock. One on the shot clock. Wow. That means they got to grab it and throw it or tip it or something. See what they do right here. Boom. Caitlin got it off at the shot. No good. And they're going to tell them to play in the shot clock. Now they're going to say it was a, a, I don't think it was a violation, but they stopped and give him, going to give it to Walnut Grove, which they should. They had the basketball. So Walnut Grove had, has it. Good defense that time. 12-8 your score. Right under three minutes left here in the first quarter. Fast-moving first quarter here, Michael. It sure is. With back outside to Reed. Reed goes inside to Kelly in the corner to Ovalis. Ovalis for three. Off the rim. No good. Rebounded by Reed. Reed steps back. Then they give it over to Ovalis. No, Ovalis. That was a battle for three. No good. Rebounded in there by Kelly. She goes up. No, no good. Rebounded by number five. Battle. Battle goes up and it's knocked out of bounds. And it will be Lady Warriors basketball with 23 on the shot clock. And battle. They and they, sorry, they cannot win the battle underneath either, buddy, no. because they, there's a guy block them out. Exactly. We talked about that earlier on. They get it over to Reed for three. Reed's three is no good. Rebounded by Kelly in there. Kelly goes up, uh, and it's no good. But she was fouled from behind by number two, Brooklyn Phillips, who just went into the ball game for the Lady Bears. She came in for Emerald Reynolds. So Reynolds comes in, com- commits a foul round for battle. Like we talked about blocking out, and they, they got to do that. They hadn't done it in, the, sure in this have. quarter. Kelly's first free throw uses all the rim and rolls in. 12-9, your score with 2.30 in the quarter. Their first made free throw, they're now one of three. Mm-hmm. Way up high, Cherokee Bluff. Second one's up good. Yeah, great vantage point here at Bluff. Mm-hmm. Lady Bears inbound it. Caitlin Cook with the basketball. Caitlin. Dribbles around Kelly. Goes in with the left-hand shot. No good. Rebounded way out front by number four, Audrey Graham. Graham in the basketball game now. Gives it off to Kirsch. Kirsch is fouled way out front by number 11, Kamara Reed. And it will be Lady Bears basketball on the far side. About the 28-foot mark, if those are familiar. The old timeline, as we called it back in our day. Give it out. Lady Bears throw it into the backcourt to Kirsch. Kirsch will bring it across. She'll be guarded by Camaria Reed. It's going to be an offensive foul as Kirsch came around and used that left hand might push the arm off. As There was really no use in doing that because there was still three or four feet between them. But, but Bristol just pushed that left arm out there and created contact between her and the defender. Boom. How many players you see do that now? A lot of do that. A lot of, a lot of teams do it offensively uh-huh. just to keep the defense because the defense comes up on them so tight. Sure do. Kelly gets the pass on the rolling in there and it's going to be a travel before the shot. And she holds her hands up like, what? I didn't do that to the official. The official says, yes, you did. So they'll go the other direction. Carlson throws it into Cook. Cook will bring it up into the front court. <coughs> A little pressure by Tierra Cook. Kelly, excuse me, in the front court. Gives it over to Bristol Kirsch on the near side. 143 in the quarter. Two-point advantage for the Lady Bears, 12-10. Kirsch with the basketball. Kirsch far side to Carlson. Carlson has the basketball. She goes in, dribbles towards the basket, a little floater about four feet out, knocks it down. Right over the top of Dorothy Nealon. They go in a hurry to Kelly. Kelly gets a long pass, fakes up, goes up, basket's good, and one. It's been all Kelly so far with the Lady Warriors. Fouls on number two, Brooklyn Phillips, her second. Short amount of time she's been in there, going to come back with Carlson 
And Emory Jones is now going to come in the game. Jones is going to come in for Phillips, and DeMars is going to come in for Caitlin Cook. Kelly trying to complete the old-fashioned three, and she does. I think it put on that. It's 14 to 12 now. No, 14-11. That is a correct score. My bad, folks. 14-11 is the score. Far side over to Graham. Graham goes in the deep corner to Carlson. Carlson spots up at three, gives it back to Graham. Graham gives it over here to Kirsch. Kirsch thought about a three. Now she goes down to Emory. Emory lost control but gets it over on the far side to Carlson. Carlson thought about a three. She dribbles in from 12 feet and no good. Rebounding by Kelly. Kelly is knocked away from behind by DeMars. They go inside to Jones, and Jones went up, but got knocked out of her hands by number 11, Kamara Reed with 52.2 and 32 on the shot clock. Audrey Graham will trigger it in for the Lady Bears. Looking, looking, finally gets it into DeMars in the corner. DeMars, plenty of time. The shot clock ain't even turned on. There it goes. And it's going to be out of bounds off of Carson DeMars, and it will be Walnut Grove's basketball with 50 seconds left. You'll have 15, more, 15 extra seconds if they run the whole thing out. Coach Witherspoon giving the direction. Man-to-man defense now by the Lady Bears. Looking for a screen. She didn't get it. The defense held her. Jones held her own. She decided to step in between. She fell down and lost control of the basketball. Lady Bears with the basketball. Carlson. Nice pass down to Jones. Lab good. We see that before. Those yep. two. Nice pass. Jones got open that to block. Nice bounce pass down there to her. Nothing between her and the glass, but the glass. That was it. <laughs> Nice dribble right there. Reed. Reed goes in all the way down. Gets the layup to go with 11 seconds left. Carlson goes to Kirsch. Kirsch with six. Over the top to Jones. Going to be out of bounds off of Kelly. Out of bounds. It will be the Lady Bears basketball with three seconds on the clock. They'll bring in Michaela Battle. Michaela Battle will come in for Reed. And Grace Sharp will come in. For um, Kelly, I think. No, she's coming. It might be Kelly she's in for. Looking to get it in. Throws it way out high. Can't dribble it too long. One shot it up there. Partially blocked. Good job. No good. 16-15 after one. Lady Bears. And back to the second quarter. One minute live from Cherokee Bluff on 97.5 Glory FM. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Second quarter starting here with the Bears and the basketball. Bears will have it. You will have Bristol Kirsch throws it in as a starter is in for both teams to 
Carlson back to Kirsch. Kirsch will dribble it out between the circles now. As we just get underway here in quarter number two, 16-15. One-point game as Lady Bears with the lead. Kirsch over the top to Reynolds. Reynolds goes up for the shot. No good. Gets on rebound. Goes up again. No rebound. Contested right there by Grace Sharp, who's in the game for the Lady Warriors. Ovalis brings it up against Reynolds. She goes up for the shot. No good. Rebounding by Kirsch. Gives it down to DeMars. DeMars goes up for the shot. Good. She waited on the defense to get by her, and when they did, that was Avaya Thompson went by her, and she went up and got the basket, 18-15. Ovalis with the basketball. They clear it out. She goes in with a left-handed floater. Good. Off the glass from the right side. 18-17. Back and forth we go with the scoring tonight. <coughs> Bristol Kirsch with the basketball. She's going to give it over to Caitlin Cook. Cook, Cook. Cook comes from the right wing to the top of the key. Backs out in the other mid-circle. Cook waiting on everybody to clear out, and they don't. 16 on the shot clock. Cook spins in the middle, kicks it out over there to Reynolds. Reynolds with a short jumper, no good. Rebound by DeMars. DeMars got tackled from behind by number 10, Grace Sharp. She helps her up. She just came in and tried to swat, but she timed her swat wrong and knocked Carson DeMars down. And Dorothy Nealon will come out and... Um, Kamara Reed will come back in the game. And you'll notice the position, too, of DeMar's getting underneath Joe. Reynolds gets it in on the far side to Cook. Cook leaves around to the left side with a patented little left-handed bank shot and knocks it down, 2017. She does that so well. Reed brings it to the middle, goes up for the shot, and she's fouled as she goes up by Kirsch, I believe. Yeah, Kirsch went up and kind of pulled her hands back in, didn't want contact. If she'd have stayed set, she might have drove the, drawn the charge. But she went up with her and made the contact in the air. So that'll be a defensive foul. And Reed for Walnut Grove will shoot two. First one by Reed is up and rolls in. 20 to 18 now. <clears throat> Kelly will come back in the game. She's going to come in for Ovalis now for Walnut Grove. Reed at the line, dribbles a couple, three times, shot up, good. She got a low line drive shot, just kind of pushes it up there with that right hand, right over the front of the rim, and good. 2019, one point advantage for the Lady Bears. Carlson back to Cook, way out front between the circles. 6-13 the quarter, 23 on the shot clock. DeMars has it, waiting for a cutter, nothing there. She's going to dribble from the right wing, waiting on somebody to open, gives it off to Carlson. Carlson dribbles way out front, gives it to Kirsch with 14. Kirsch. With 12, waiting on somebody to move with 10. DeMars looks for Reynolds, gives it to Cook with six. Cook starts towards the basket, gets that left-handed line, goes up, and she's fouled on the far side. I think it's going to be number three. Nope, it's going to be number five. Michaela Battle with the foul. That'll be her first, I believe, second team. That's all right there. That was another indication of what they do so well. They don't rush. Yep. The play. You see girls so often time would rush a shot. Exactly, especially when you get under six, under five or six seconds on the yes. shot clock. Uh-huh. Yep, and good job by Caitlin. Took her time, did a little spin move out front, went in the left hand and drew the foul. First free throws back rim, no good. And Joey with 10 seconds left with a shot clock. They were so looking for the right player, and there was Caitlin underneath mm-hmm. for the shot. Allie Wilson will come in for Bristol Kirsch for the Lady Bears. And... Who the sub was that came back in? Oh, that was Dorothy Nealon come back in for the Lady Warriors. Second free throw by Cook is good. Two-point game now, 21-19. Full court, 
man-to-man pressure now by the Lady Bears. Goes on the far side, Nealon lost her balance as she threw it. They get it up front to Kelly. Kelly dribbles down the right side, throws it back outside to Reed. Reed goes inside, a little driving. Oh, Hallie Wilson blocked it. Caitlin Cook picks it up and goes the other way. Caitlin, one on two. She's going to go up with the left hand. No good. Rebound. Wilson fights for it, but she's going to commit a foul as she went over the back of Nealon. And you saw what Hallie does so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's deceptive with how much she can do there. <laughs> and she is about a freshman. Yes. Think about th- her and Curse for uh, got, got three more years after this yeah, year. Wow. Something. Wow, it's amazing. DeMars playing defense and a little quick foul right there. Carson wanted to get up, but she bumped into her, which she didn't want, didn't really need to do, but she bumped into Reed as she was bringing it up the far side of the court. It's three team fouls for the home team, two for the visitors right now. 21 19 is your score. Reed with the basketball, gets it into the front court over to Sharp. Sharp gives it back over here to number three, Thompson. Thompson to Nealon. Nealon back to Thompson. Almost stolen it is by Cook. Cook gives it to Reynolds. Reynolds going one-on-one with Nealon. She's going to go up with that hand, and she's fouled by Nealon. And she go, oh, and she hurt her neck. Oh, no. She got knocked down and landed awkwardly, and she is oh. still down. Trainer oh, and head coach going out to check on Emma Reynolds. Between ball games, you'll hear our report with NGPG's surgeons who see injuries on a daily basis mm-hmm. at NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine. And girls are so fragile with their knees. That knees, knees and hips is just amazing. How many more? And you and I talked about it last year. Knee injuries, girls are a lot more susceptible. We thought boys would be, uh, but girls are a lot more susceptible to knee injuries, and because they can, they can ha- happen. What a lot of people will look, but she came down awkwardly, but, ooh, it just happened, boom, like that quick. And uh, she's still down. They haven't rolled over that left, that right leg yet. They've just now rolling it over. Oh, that looks good. As so a trainer you, is I, talking. I back to North Hall. Remember yeah. the last game of the regular season last yeah. year. Yep, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you see it, it, it just happens so quickly. You, you, the meniscus is so fragile, but also you can see an ACL or an MCL. I even heard this past week. Been the past two weeks, in fact, two really uh, mainstays of uh, world wrestling entertainment, WWE, the women have gone down to ACLs, mm. including Charlotte Flair, Ashley Flair, Nature Rick Flair's daughter, went down with a, and then we're about a nine-month recovery when you talk about ACLs. Mm-hmm. Coach Witherspoon was going to help the trainer for Cherokee Bluff bring her off. She is... No pressure on either leg, but she put the left one down. Oh, wow. Now a parent is out there. Probably her parent is helping her come off the floor, but she's got that right leg oh, bless her heart. bent. So blessings with her. Our thoughts and prayers will be with you there. And I hope it's nothing Absolutely. bad and you come back this weekend. All right. For the Lady Bears now, you'll have Wilson, DeMars, Cook, um, Graham, and Carlson in the game. And for <clears throat> you will have... Graham going to shoot the free throws for Reynolds. You've got Ovalis, Thompson, Kelly, Reed, and Nealon in the game. First free throw by Graham's a little short. 21-19, you score 507 here in the first half. And they got to regroup. They saw one of their, you know, their fellow players go down mm-hmm. the injury. It'll yep. affect you for a few moments. I'm sure it will. Sure it will. Second free throw by Audrey's up, spin good. Nothing to net on the second one, 22-19. They'll press. Only about three-quarters court, though. They get, let them get it in. Wallace has the basketball, gets it over to Nealon. 
Kneeling on this side, goes back to Ovalis on the far side. They'll try and trap, bounce pass right underneath to Reed. Reed kicks it in the corner to their big girl, Thompson. Thompson shot a three, no good, She's kicked out there as Reed got it, kicks it over to this side to Neyland. Neyland, no good, Wilson with a rebound to Graham, over to Carlson. Carlson will jog it into the front court. Carlson takes it up over to the right wing, looking for a pick from Wilson. She got it. She thought about taking it. She's going to wait. Oh, nice pass back into Halley. Three good. Well, give and go. Give it? and go right there. Halley came off the screen, rolled right to the middle. Right there she held up. Claire did. Tossed it right over the top and a layup by Hallie Wilson. Beautiful give and go. They come back the other way. Kelly has the basketball for the Grove. Gives it over to Thompson. Comes in, shoots a two. Off the rim, no good. Wilson gets the rebound the sides. Right there by Hallie Wilson. Paying off for Coach Scott right now, Mike. 24-19, four minutes exactly left here in the second quarter. DeMars with the basketball. Good pressure defense by Walnut Grove. Graham with it. She lost control. They're going to call a travel, which is the correct call. Just an oops play there for Audrey. Yeah, she kind of let her body get away from him right there, and, and uh, she lost. As she turned, the defense wasn't right there with her. She took an extra step, drug that back pivot foot, shot it up, thinking the referee might not see it. <laughs> the shot was way off, too, so. They come the other way. Kelly gets a long pass, kicks it in the corner to Neyland for three. No good. Rebound knocked off. It's going to be, oh, Bluff got it, but they threw it right back to Thompson in the far corner for the Lady Indians. Warriors. Well, Lady Warriors scores. Excuse me. Similar. Yep. Still a tribe, that's for sure. Absolutely. That one is going to have a foul right there. I think so. that one's going to be on Cook. It might be. Yeah, it's going to be on Caitlin Cook. <clears throat> Caitlin's first, according to the board, board fourth team foul. Walnut Grove will throw it in from the far side. You'll have Thompson to throw it in. Thompson throws it over here on the near side to Kamara Reed. Reed guarded by Cook. They give it in the corner to Neyland. Neyland shoots a two just inside the three-point line and knocks it down, 24-21 with 319. Carlson will bring it up on the far side. Claire. Dribbles across midcourt. Wilson with another screen. Carlson for three. No good. Long rebound comes way out there. Almost stolen. But Ovalis has it. And she's going to dribble up. Gives it over on the far side to Reed. Reed trapped over on the far corner. Still in the back court. She'll dribble across. She gets it up. Now she's trapped over there on the far side. Knocked away briefly. But then Kelly comes away with it. Kelly dribbles into the middle. She goes in. Ball's knocked away. Thompson shoots a three. No good. Rebounded off of. Hallie Wilson, and it will be Walnut Grove basketball. Mitch Nell Lake, number four, a senior, comes in the game now for Coach Will Witherspoon's team. You get it into Neyland from a 15-footer, no good. Rebound in there by Hallie Wilson. Oh, look at Kelly going there and fight for it. She gets steals it away, goes right up, and gets the two. 24-23 now with 235 in the quarter. Carlson will bring it the other way for Cherokee Bluff. Gives it in the corner to Graham. Graham drives the baseline. Goes up for two. Shots partially blocked. Goes way over the other side. Knocked away and picked up by Reed, who goes in a hurry. Gives it to Neyland for two. No good. Rebound tipped up. Rebounded by Carlson. Carlson will drip up the near side. Goes across court. Gives it off to Kirsch. Kirsch up and under. Lives the layup short. Rebounded by Ovalis on the far side. Ovalis will come all the way up. Comes in a hurry. Tries to go up and under, and she's grabbed in there by... I think number three, Claire Carlson. Yes, it's going to be Claire, and that'll be her second, I believe. Either way, she'll be at the line for two. Yep, that's two on Claire. 
five team. Either way, she was shooting. She'll be at the line for two. First free throws up. Good. Another net on the first one by Ovalis. You'll have Brooklyn Phillips and Emory Jones coming back in the game to give Wilson a break and Graham a break. Second free throw's good. And now DeMars will come in. She'll come in for Carlson. Cook will throw it in to Kirsch. Kirsch will bring it up. 25-24, first lead, or actually second lead of the night. It was too over early. And then Cherokee Bluff went on the run, and now Walnut Grove leads it by one, 25-24, with 148 before halftime. Got three seconds in the lane on Emory Jones. Don't see it much, but if you get a freshman, it's a lot will happen with a freshman more so than anybody. They get in, they got to know where their foot is. She left hers in there just a little long. Come up the other direction. They got the bounce pass in there. Jones almost intercepted. They flip it out there to Ovalis. Gives it off to Neyland. Neyland for three. No good. Rebounding by Carson. DeMars has it. Gives it over to Kirsch on the left wing. Left. She brings it up. Does Kirsch. Kirsch pulls up from 15. No good. Rebounding over here. Good job by Jones. She went up high and pulled it down. Also pulling it down was Neyland. And it'll be a hell ball. And it will be the Walnut Grove Lady Warriors basketball. Joe right. the Lady Bears only scored at one free throw since the injury. It may be right. They get it up in the front court. Walnut Grove has it. Far pass over to Wallace in the corner to Lake. Lake for three, no good. Rebounded by number two, Phillips. Phillips, bounce pass over to Cook. Cook gives it up to Kirsch. Kirsch in a hurry, brings it. She's in the middle, pulls up short. She got fouled as she went to the basket. Foul by number four, I believe it is. That's on Lake. That'll be her first and the team fifth, but they're going to shoot two either way. One minute exactly left here in the first half from the Bears' den at Cherokee Bluff High School. Referee has to retrieve the basketball and does. Bristol Kirsch will shoot two now. First free throw by Bristol is up. Good. Front rim, good English, and rolled in. 25-25 is your score. Second free throw by Kirsch. Bounces it three times. Shot up. Rolls it in just like the last one. 26-25. One minute left here in the first half. Walnut Grove will bring it up into the front court. A little pressure by the Lady Bears. Ovalis on the far side. Gets knocked down by Cook. She stuffed that left leg in there. And Ovalis tried to go around it and tripped up over it. So Cook with the foul. They'll shoot two as they are over the limit now. Ovalis wanting to go around her. And Cook said, nah, I'm not going to let you go around this time. Might be a soccer play there, you know. Yeah, like it might have been. He's good to play soccer. And you think uh-huh. about that. Yep. Grace Sharp and Nakaya Davis will come back in for Walnut Grove. Davis, first in, first time in the game tonight. She'll come in for the shooter. She hits the first one. is 26 all. <clears throat> number 30, Tyra Pearson getting ready to check in, too. Second one's good. So Pearson and Davis will check in the game. Their first action of the night for Walnut Grove. All right. Other way, I mean, Phillips gives it over to Cook. Cook will try it into the first co- front court with 45 on the shot clock, 29. On 29 on the shot clock. And run it down. They give it over to Kirsch, to Cook. Cook 
left wing, spins in the middle. Nice pass to Emory. She can't hold on. Brooklyn Phillips had it, then lost it out of bounds. Good idea. Yep, trying to go to Emory down low, and she just didn't. She had it down there, but just couldn't get it. Brooklyn Phillips tried to pick it up and do something with it, and couldn't. Now they go offense, defense, as they bring uh, Ovalis right back in the game and Nealon right back in the game, along with Reed. Shot clock is off now, 27 in the, on the clock. Far side to Ovalis. Ovalis comes to Reed. Reed in the middle of Kelly. Far side to Ovalis. Right from the left, right side, excuse me. Goes up. Kelly gets it. Goes up for the shot. Good. 28-26 with 13. Cook has the basketball. Caitlin will bring it up. Pass over here to DeMars. DeMars tries to go inside to Emory. Emory goes up for the shot. Good. Tied it. No, it's 29-28, excuse me, with three. Two, one, they'll heave a long one. It'll be way short. 29-28, Walnut Grove with the break. And we're back in two minutes for our halftime show of our girls' game. As you're tuned to Tuesday Night Basketball on 97.5 Glory FM. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 830 and 1130 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, ngpg.org slash black and blue. Siphon Logistics commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park serving Gainesville for over 60 years. It's halftime. It's time for a look back at the first half and what's ahead for the second half. Now back courtside with Mike Wofford. And we're back here at Cherokee Bluff Time Show here. And join me is Coach Josh Travis, the boys basketball coach at Cherokee Bluff. I can see, buddy. Hey, good to see you, too. All right, so t- tell me uh, about the team right now. We saw you play Chesapeake. I love how you shoot the three-pointer. Shot it really well that night. Uh, we were a little shorthanded that night, so we played guys, we played shooters the whole night. So there was a little bit of freedom for me in that. Sometimes I take some of those guys off the floor to be better defensively, but that night we shot it well. All right, so the night back at full strength? Tonight might be the second time all year that we've had everybody. And that's a, 
a blessing, but then, you know, I think I'm probably the only person going, well, dang, who do I play now? <laughs> and so almost all of these guys have played well, and uh, you, you suddenly find yourself having nine or ten guys that can play. It's a struggle to decide who to use. and get. Some moments um, kind of dictate themselves, and it's easy to know who to put in, but all ten of these guys have really performed well. So they all want, And they all want to be out there, man. They're on the bench bugging the crap out of me trying to get the game. Well, with that, I want you to tell the story as Josh Travis, the head coach here at Cherokee Bowl, joins us. Tell everybody the story about KT at the Ladderland Championship. Well, the, the story that we told the paper and all that was, you know, KT, uh, he didn't miss time with the basketball team because he was prioritizing anything else. And I think KT's story is really a Cherokee Bluff story. I think this is a neat place where we are doing a phenomenal job of sharing people. And more often than not, it's football, basketball, baseball. And I work with two head coaches and Jeremy Kemp and Tommy Jones that uh, it, it couldn't be easier. And then we all want to see the guys succeed. We all want to see that. So anyway. KT gets the opportunity, and I don't even want to name the All-Star game because I'll get it wrong, but right. it's over in Rome. It's a very prestigious opportunity. He's playing with really high-level recruits in football. And the last thing we want to do is take that from him. So the you know the good fortune of being in the championship game were the last game of the night. Of course, it's Lanier Land, and everything gets behind schedule and the awards are So he has time to make it back. So he calls me and says, I'm going to be I think we're supposed to play at 8.30. He said, Coach, I'm going to be there at 8.58 is what the GPS tells me. So he's driving safely, of course, and all this. And we're in the first quarter, man, and I'm looking at the far end of the court, and all of a sudden I feel somebody smack me on the butt. You know, it's athletics. That kind of happens. And it's KT. KT sits down, and I look at my assistant coaches and go, who's, who's KT going in for? <laughs> so, you know, KT is one of those ten guys, and that's not to slight anybody else. All of those other guys are there too, but they all have unique roles. They're not um, – there's not a cookie cutter where I can take one guy out and put another guy in. They all do different things, and I think that's why we've been successful to this point. Well, the reason I want you to miss that story about K.T. Thompson is that I think he just exemplifies the story of this basketball team you got here at yes, Cherokee Bluff. Yeah, absolutely. We got, you know, we got a handful of guys that basketball is their their main sport. A couple, you know, a couple of them it's their only sport. Mm-hmm. But then we got a handful of other guys who really good baseball prospects, really good football prospects who choose to play basketball for. They do it because of the relationship they have with me, the relationship they have with their teammates, and just the joy of competing, and they, they want to play for their brothers and their school. Uh, tell everybody, this is a, a cross-region match, so tell everybody about the importance of this ball game. Every game's important. Okay, I'm, I'll never tell you otherwise, and the most important game is always the first game on your schedule. Where, uh, the, to really answer your question, I gave you the coach speak, right? So yes, let me give you the answer you're looking for. Our sub-region-only um, games, those are the only ones that count in our seeding. So this is a region opponent. We could see Walnut Grove in the region tournament. We could see them in the game you have to win to get to state yep. or potentially a region championship. <laughs> so um, it's an important game in that respect. It's also an important game for us because we're never a finished product. Like every game is we want to get better and we want to keep stepping forward. So every practice is important. Every game is important. And Walnut Grove brings a really good team in here. They've lost a couple games recently because they've played really good people. So we know we got a hungry opponent, and we just want to keep getting better. So it, it's very important, um, but maybe not in the uh, standings. Well, it could be, though. According to how if you end up tying with somebody, that could be very important about it, how you that's right. do it, the other side of the region. If we had a tiebreaker, say right. us in North Hall or us uh-huh. in East Hall were to tie, then yes, they would. And, and, and we also have a tie in our uh, sub-region record. It uh-huh. would then go into our record and, and crossover. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, I know this week, a lot of guys on your schedule, like if you're playing at the Palace at Johnson on Friday night in a, a region, sub region ball game. Then you got 
Prince Henry Christian? Is that right on Saturday? So the, the, the girls are doing that. That's that just girls? Okay. Yeah, that's just girls. Good, just okay. So um, I, I, I don't know. Um, we have East Hall on Tuesday, and I don't know past that. Right. I don't know or die. So I knew that far, that's going to be a good one, too. Yeah. Coming up next week. Absolutely. Because you're going to have the jet lag from going to Alaska this weekend, you know? Well, and that's a neat opportunity. Oh, is it ever? That's really cool what they're doing. And I know they did that, I want to say, like 10 years ago or so. Like that was there. That's really neat. And, um, you know, overnight trips in and of themselves are neat. We didn't go to Alaska, but we did an overnight trip earlier this year that I think has been a big part of our team coming together and bonding and building I, some Hey, let me help you with Lanierland, Josh. Yeah, you know, that's that, Lanierland was the first games we played on the hills of that trip, so uh-huh. it, it's, it's easily something you can point to, but there's a lot of things you can point to. Oh, sure. Uh, we hit some shots and some other people didn't, so, you know, on the other side, so it's, it's basketball, right? It's all, all making shots and keep them from getting shots. Right? <laughs> that's, that, as long as you score more than the other team, you win. So that's, that's the objective. Uh, it's, too, it's interesting, too, with Coach Witherspoon coaching both the girls and boys. That's interesting, isn't it? That is, um, that is impressive is what I would tell you that yes, is. That absolutely. is a – there is so much that goes into coaching and running a team. And, you know, he's, he's not just the head coach of two teams. He's the head coach of every JV team on that campus, you yeah. know, every, every kid who makes it or not. He had to have two sets of tryouts. I don't know what his booster club situation is. Maybe he's dealing with two of those. So that's uh, – that is a lot. I know what coaching one game on a Tuesday night oh, yes. feels like. But two? I can't imagine doing two. I'm Mick Wiggum, okay? Appreciate it much. Yes, yes sir. Thank Josh you. Josh Travis, we're back in one minute with the second half here on 97.5 Glory FM. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at siphonlogistics.com. It's time for the second half of our game on 97.5 Glory FM. All right, Joe Gittes sits back in the saddle now. Take over Josh Travis. Great interview with him here at halftime. Get ready for the second half, Joseph. Excellent. Good deal. For the Lady Bears at halftime, you got DeMars with two, Graham with one, uh, Hallie Wilson with two, three for Kirsch, four each, uh, three for Cook, excuse me, Kirsch with four, Emory Jones four, Emma Reynolds, four, and Claire Carlson, eight. They were six of eight from the charity stripe and two three-pointers for the Lady Warriors. Ovalis had eight. Reed with four. Needham with two. And Kelly, they got to slow her down, Mike. She led the way with 15. Yes. Seven of 11 from the charity stripe. No three-pointers as they have a one-point lead, 29-28 at the half. They'll come back in. The Lady Bears will have the basketball first. Carlson will throw it in. Or excuse me. You'll have... Curse throw it into Carlson, excuse me. Carlson over this side to DeMars. DeMars left wing, far side right wing to Carlson, to Cook, to DeMars. Short jumper, no good. Rebound. Going to be Cook, steals it away. Cook gets it outside. 
knocked away in there by DeMars. And it's going to be a hell ball forced by Ovalis right there. Two white jerseys and one green jersey, and it'll be Walnut Grove's basketball. Walnut Grove will come the other direction. Ovalis throws it in to Reed. Camaro will bring it up here on the near side, go the far side to Miero Ovalis. Back to this side to Reed. Reed back to Ovalis for three. No good. Way long. Kelly's right there to clean it up. No good. Rebounding. Carlson had it for a moment, and then Reed took it away, gives it to Ovalis, and then she goes, tries to go to the basket, and Hallie Wilson didn't mean to, but clotheslined her as she went through the middle of the lane. It'll be a foul on Hallie, and Ovalis will be at the line 4-2. That's the second on Hallie Wilson this evening. Claire Carlson has two fouls. Brooklyn Phillips has two. Caitlin Cook has two. And now... Hallie has two. That first free throw is good. 30 to 28. She hits this one. will be the largest lead of the night for Walnut Grove. And she misses. Rebounded by Cook on the far side. Cook over top to Kirsch. Kirsch down the right side. Pulls up. Gives it over to Graham. Or excuse me. Not Graham. DeMars. Cut it over this side. She's off the side of her foot. And in right into Walnut Grove's hands. They'll come the other way. Reed has it. Reed. She goes over the top to Neyland. Neyland drives the baseline against Rick Wilson. Gives it back out to Ovalis. This side to Battle. Battle goes up for a short jumper off the window. Good. 32-28, a four-point lead. The largest fans for the green team all night. Cook has it in the middle. Fought over by between her and Battle. Battle wins the battle on that one, so to speak. Gives it back over here to Reed. Reed dribble drives, left-handed Layup, no good. Rebounded by Kelly. Kelly goes up for the shot, no good. Rebounded. Nealon tries to get it. She goes up, no good. Rebound this time. And it's going to be Carson DeMars and Reed fighting over it. And it will be another hell ball. And will be Cherokee Bluffs basketball. Graham's now in the game. She comes in for Caitlin Cook. Carlson will bring the basketball up. DeMars threw it in. She brings it up against the pressure and they bring the first two out, the 2-3, and then they bring one in the middle up, so kind of a 2-3, 2-1-2. Two, two, two. Kirsch has the basketball on the left wing. Cross court to Carlson. Carlson way over the top to Wilson, right inside. Off the block, good for the deuce. 32-30. I need to look at that for every time. Well, Joe, we saw that at Chester, remember? Yes, sir, we did. Reed brings it up for Walnut Grove. Into Kelly. Kelly against Wilson. Kelly trying to drive. She loses control. Picked up by Kirsch. Kirsch comes the other way. Over the top to Carlson. Layup. No good. Rolls off. It's going to be tipped out right to Wilson. To Carlson for three. Kirsch for three. No good. And wrap around Kirsch. She tried to get around Ovalis and committed the foul. She hugged her as she went around. We saw the second chance. Helped out for the Lady Bears on that one. And referee goes in to correct something there from Reed. Reed. As a customary style from a lot of players, referees get on to them, they just turn their back to them. They're not going to pay attention <laughs> Reed brings it up in a hurry. She pulls up from 15, and Kirsch fouls her. As she went up for the shot from 15. That's going to be to Kirsch, and will be her third, second or third, let's see, third on her, what they got now. Should be, yes. Yep. But you mentioned at halftime there, going back in the third quarter, they got to stop Kelly. Yep. Keep her off the glass. Free throw by Reed is up and good. Cook will come in for Kirsch now. Caitlin will come in. 
she has two fouls, whereas Bristol has three. Second free throw with 529 in the quarter. Is no is long, good rebounded by Graham. Three-point advantage for Walnut Grove. Cook with the basketball here on the left wing. Cook pulls it back out, looks, goes over the top to Carlson. Carlson back over here to Cook. Cook right in the middle of, to Caitlin or to Reed, right through Hallie Wilson's hand and stolen right back by DeMars. Gives it over to Carlson. Carlson for three, no good. Rebounded by Graham. Graham goes up for the shot, no good. Rebounded, and that's going to be a foul on Wilson as number 11, Reed, went up and had position. And Hallie came up over the top and committed a foul. That's going to be her third, Joe. Yes, it is. Fourth team foul, 4-0 team fouls this quarter, but they've all been legitimate. So there you are, 4.57 now in the quarter. They'll have to come in with Brooklyn Phillips here at the next dead ball. That's going to be that's going to be another one on Hallie Wilson. She'll have to come out of the game. That's four on her. And she fouled Camaria Reed. And she was just driving to the basket. And that's what... Coach Witherspoon's team does very well. They just get in and take it to the basket, Mike, trying to pick up a foul. Yep, sure do. Yeah. Reed will be at the line for two. They're up by three, 33-30. Bounces it three times, does Reed, takes a squat and puts it up there, boom. And you've got Phillips will come in the game for Hallie Wilson. That's a shame right there because they need Hallie's height advantage in the game, so maybe Brooklyn can take that slack up a little bit for the Lady Bears. 34-30. Missed that one. And oh, had a lane violation on Cherokee Bluff. She'll get one more. <clears throat> Reminds you of the old ABA three to make two. <laughs> 448 and a quarter. Second one of the, the third of his good. 30-second timeout by Coach Witherspoon. With 448 and their largest lead of the night at five, Mike 35-30, Walnut Grove. Yeah, we got to find a way to keep them from stealing the basketball. Thus, we get some second chances underneath. We yeah. can, Joe. Yeah, we got to block them out better. I know that's something that Coach Scott's got to be talking to him about. And every time out, said, "Hey, y'all got to find a body and block it out. Get it on your backside. You know, if nothing else. Keep pushing backward. Take a, take, a, take a step or two back. Getting keep them away from the basket. Let it hit the floor and get the ball." Again, as you said, now with Wilson out of the game, we got you know, a short one with the injury back in the first half of play. Yep. Got to yep. put a lot of pressure on the guards right now. Yes, a lot of pressure on. Let's see what they do here. It's first horn comes out. The Lady Bears will have the basketball. They'll have to come the full distance of the floor. Graham will throw it in to Cook. And she does with 448. Caitlin will bring it up. She tried it a little bit. Now she walks it into the front court with 29 on the shot clock. Caitlin dribbles around, gives on the far side to Carlson. Back over here to Phillips. Phillips goes in with the left hand. Good. There you go. She dribbled inside. They had a little enough of an opening in that, in that zone, and she went in from about six feet, and a little floater knocked it down. A little dribble drive. Battle with the basketball. Got trapped through it over the top of the head of Kelly, and Reed gets the carom. So Walnut Grove has the basketball, double teamed out front. She dribbled it right through the leg. Phillips on the floor. Reed, Kelly on the floor. It's going to be a hell ball. Good job by Brooklyn Phillips to force Kelly with a hell ball, and it will be. Walnut Grove. Yeah, reset is going to be Walnut Grove's basketball because Cherokee Bluff did have it briefly, or maybe a count of one. Walnut Grove inbounds it. 
Ovalis to Reed. Reed goes away outside to Ovalis. In between the circles, back to Reed in a corner. Looked for a cutter, now she'll bring it. Spin move in there, pulls it back out. Gives it over here to Battle. Battle back to Reed for three. No good. There's the offensive rebound by Kelly. She goes up, no good. Got her own rebound, went back up again. Two more offensive rebounds for Kelly, and she sticks the second one in. 37-32. Now we got to figure a way to keep Kelly off the basket, off the uh, offensive boards. Brooklyn Phillips with the basketball for the three. No good. Hit the rim. No good. It'll come back. At, uh, Graham went up for a shot. He's knocked out of bounds. 20 seconds now on the shot clock. Well, you know, Carl's hit the first hit of the ball game, so I hit anything since. Nope. They've missed several since then. Carlson will trigger it out for the Lady Bears. Looking to throw it in. They get it in. To, oh, it's stolen away. Good anticipation by Reed. And she'll go coast to coast. She'll go in with the left hand and get the layup. Phillips thought about challenging, and she backed off to not create a, commit a foul right there. 39-32, biggest lead of the night for Walnut Road at seven. Caitlin Cook way out front. Caitlin. She's going to weave between traffic. Gives it to Carlson for three. Claire missed that one. Rebounded, tipped away. Rebounded on far side by DeMars. DeMars to Cook. Cook brings it in with the left hand. Good off the glass. Caitlin's got to take a charge, buddy. Yep, 39-34. I thought she might have stepped through a minute ago when she kicked it out there. To DeMars on the in the right corner. I thought she might go in with the left hand then. Over this side to Ovalis. Ovalis gives it to Kelly, who's really close to the basket. Goes up no good. Phillips gets the rebound away from Kelly that time. And now they're slowing it down. I think that both teams thought to heard a whistle, but it wasn't. They just had a change of possession. Cook down go to Graham. Missed the shot. Graham tries to get her on rebound. She can't. Kelly steals it. Kelly comes the other direction. And she pulls it up, gives it up to Ovalis. Ovalis out to Reed. Reed's going to thought about a three. She goes down to Kelly, who went down to post up. She gets the twos. Kelly is a player, Michael. Oh, yeah, big time. 41-34. And I mean that big time. Yeah, she's going to play around the basket. Cook with a basketball. Pulls up from the free throw line, gets it out to Carlson. Carlson dribbles, comes in inside the arc, misses the shot. No good. Rebounded. Going to be to Reed. Is Reed standing on the end line. Out of bounds. So we'll have, excuse me. Because you say Kelly playing the Peachville? Yep. Harbuck and Jones come in the game. First action for Nina Harbuck for the Lady Bears. And let's see. Number 14, Dorothy Needling comes back in the game for Walnut Grove. They're asking about resetting the shot clock. They're going to. Fisher's going to get together and say, what do we have left on there before they reset it? <clears throat> that is the biggest problem we got right now in high school basketball. Yep, shot clock. When it comes to just the logistics yep. of the ball game. We'll say 25, which if you don't know, reset it to 25. That's probably a good, you know. <clears throat> and a lot of schools have to get, get um, some parents or whatever certified or some people in the school certified to do it. That one's knocked out of bounds in the far corner by Reed. Reed with those quick hands for Walnut Grove. Cherokee Bluff will take it out of bounds. Carlson will throw it in. Carlson throws it over the top, gets it over to Jones. Jones to Cook. Cook to Phillips. Phillips on the baseline, goes up with the left hand. Good off the glass. 41-36, cuts it to 5 147 in the third. Reed will bring it up. 
after the inbounds from Via Thompson. Ovalis to Reed. Inside, knocked away briefly, but Kelly gets a hold of it. Gives it up to Thompson. Thompson to Kelly. Kelly on the low block. Goes up the shot. No good, but she's fouled. Foul's going to be on number three, Claire Carlson. Number three on, Car- on Claire. You know, Kelly can do so many different things. So she can go from the high post and go just drive the basket. She can go underneath, get the second, third shots. What I noticed uh, with Kelly, Mike, is she's real good. First free throw, she's real good. As soon as she gets rid of the ball at the high post, she's going towards the basket. Yes, to sir. Uh-huh. Set up for a give and go or look uh-huh. for a pass down low or getting uh, position for an offensive rebound. Second free throw is good. That's why I said she'd be good in the division through the beach, but go high post, low post, or bigger like that. Yep, 42-36. Your score. Still a two-possession game. Quick shot right there by Amy Jones. Knocks it down. 15-footer's good. Nealon inbounds it to Reed. Reed brings it into the front court. Dribbles between a couple of white jerseys. Foul is going to be on Caitlin Cook, and that's going to be four on Caitlin, I believe. Uh, this is three, just three. Just, just three, three, I think, yeah. yeah. But it'll be, that's the fifth foul. It's 5-0 on the team foul, so that'll be now, if I, I, I'm not complaining here, so don't, don't get me wrong when I say this, fans, but there's been no team fouls on Walnut Grove this quarter, according to the board. That's right. First free throw by Kamara Reed is no good. You see how they're playing, too. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, getting, they're taking advantage of that offensive rebounding for sure. Second one's good, 43-38, 111 in the quarter. They'll drop back into that 2-3 zone. Carlson with the basketball, gives it over here to Phillips. This side to Harbuck. Harbuck way outside to Cook. Caitlin. Nibbles way outside. She's going to try and take it. She gives over to Carlson on the far side. Carlson takes it right through one, two of the green shirts. She misses the layup. And the rebound is going to be by Reed. Reed goes to Kelly. Kelly kicks it back out to Thompson in the corner to Neelan. Neelan, no good. Rebounded by Phillips. Phillips with the board. She kind of ran across there. Brooklyn did and just took it away from a couple people. And she's got the basketball, gives it over to Caitlin Cook. Cook with a basketball with 25, 24 on the shot clock. Three seconds in between the shot and the game clock. Harbuck in the corner. Harbuck over the top to Carlson. Carlson, she's going to give it back to Harbuck. And we've got a foul on number 11, Tamara Reed out front. Foul on number 11, Reed. And the out of bounds. Number 11, Reed did not agree with that call. But, hey, you're not refereeing. The referee is. That's their first foul. on the clock here in the third quarter. Five-point advantage for Walnut Grove. Carlson way out front. Looked for a pick. Wasn't there. Gave it off to Harbuck. Harbuck will shoot a three. No good. Rebound. Knocked away. He's going to get it. Kelly, of course. Then she gives it over to Reed, who shot a long two. No good with two seconds. It'll go the other way. And Carlson will throw one up. No good. 43-38 after three. Walnut Grove. For the final quarter in one minute here on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. 
Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Fourth and final quarter, and Joe, this is really an indication what you might see come February in the playoffs. Very well could. Very well could. There's two two strong teams here from Cherokee Bluff tonight. The Bears, Lady Bears with a basketball to start the fourth and final quarter, regulation quarter anyway. Carlson dribble drives, throws up a right-handed layup, no good. Kind of a floater from outside the block, rebounded by Reed. Reed trying to go fast, got a double dribble on Reed right in front of the official right there. He had it right in front of the... Cherokee Bluff bench. All right, now you need points. Yep. Kirsch throws it in to, to uh, Carlson back to Kirsch. Kirsch. 1 3 1 zone defense now. And they're bringing the top and the one wing way out front now. Cook way out front gives it over here to Kirsch. Kirsch thought about a three. She dribble drives. She's going to shoot a short one. No good. They've gone cold. Cook gets a nice pass inside. Missed the layup on the far side. That was Cart DeMars. DeMars went back up the second time and forced the hell ball with Reed, of course. I wonder if you take Reed and Kelly out of the game, if this if the score would be what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those two have been dominant for Walnut Grove. Reed with the basketball. Goes to Kelly. Passes down to Neyland. Neyland from the baseline. No good. Rebounded. Going to be out of bounds off of Kelly. She pulled it away from Cook, but she fell out of bounds with it. Kelly did, so it'll be Cherokee Bluff basketball. And so the first question, guys, how do they have the record they have right now with these two girls? For real, for real. No dribble up. Cook has it on the far side on the right wing. Comes over here to Kirsch. Kirsch with 6.55. Kirsch, far side to Cook. Cook dribbles, gives it over to this side to Kirsch. Corner to Carlson. Carlson, step back three. No good. Rebound on the far side to Mars. Goes up. Go. There you go. Finally got a step back on the far side from Carson DeMars. 43-40 with 6.37. Ovalis back onto this side to Reed. Reed double teamed in the backcourt. She'll beat it. Comes up in the front court to Neyland. Neyland, nice inside pass to Kelly who was open. Roll, rolls it in beautifully. Nice, easy shot. Rolled around the rim and went in. 45-40. That's a looking county flashback to Kate Jackson. Buddy. <laughs> For sure. Kind of reminds me of Kate, the soft touches that she, Miss Kelly has down there. Jariah with a bunch more than 20 now. I guarantee she had 15 at the break. Carlson way out front with the basketball with 17 on the shot clock. She goes down the left side, goes up for a shot, and she's fouled out front. She'll go to the line for two. Foul is on number two, Niera Ovalis. It's going to be two on Niera. And go to the line and try to cut it to three with six minutes and one second left here in the fourth quarter. Free throw is up long, hits the back rim and comes out. 
I need every one of these ladies. Yeah, you can't miss any, that's for sure. You will have Michaela Battle comes in for Avaya Thompson for Walnut Grove. Second free throw is up. Good. Claire Carlson with another free throw. 45-41, a four-point advantage. Reed has it, brings it across from Ovalis. Reed double-teamed on the far side, steps through. We've got a timeout called. It will have to be a full by Coach Witherspoon. We'll take it with them. We're back in one minute here on 97.5 Glory FM. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. And back here at Cherokee Club again, I think Coach Witherspoon is helping out the Lady Bears by calling that timeout, Joe. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to make some changes right here to Southern, maybe do something differently, but I'm sure you're right that he helps Coach Cassie Scott. She doesn't have to waste the timeout. She's still got all of hers left, I believe. Nayland has it here on the right wing. Nayland for Walnut Grove looks, finally gets it over to Reed. Top of the key. Reed dribble drives down the left side, layups, and no good. Good. Sorry, I said no good, but when it rolled in, rolled over the, the rim and in, 47-41, 5.35. Cherokee Bluff's going to have to get a couple stops and some made baskets down here to pull it close and get tied here. Kirsch trying to get open. Carlson with a basketball. Gives it over to Phillips. Phillips. Brooklyn goes to the rim. Good. Layup is good. By Brooklyn Phillips who dribbled left hand, right hand. Came back over to the left. Went up on the right left side and got the layup. In the corner's battle. She throws it back outside to Reed. Way out front. Reed. Trying to use the screen, didn't really need it. And then she comes in, she runs all over. Offensive foul taken by Brooklyn Phillips. I tell you, Brooklyn's really come in and stepped up when Haley Wilson got in foul trouble. Yep. What a job she has done underneath right now. Yes, yes, she came in there and took the charge right time. Nice job to take the charge from Camaria Reed. That's Reed's third foul. Senior guard for Walnut Grove. Senior guard Caitlin Cook with the basketball now. The left-hander wears number 20. Exceptionally good soccer player also. For, oh, and she threw that one too high. She tried to lead Carson into the corner. Threw it just a little too high, and Carson couldn't get to it. It's out of bounds. It'll be Walnut Grove's basketball. No, Can't have those empty possessions. Well, I was thinking go one-on-one, Caitlin. Take it to the hoop. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm thinking. Neyland over the top to Kelly. Kelly squares it up from the top of the key. Goes in the corner to Ovalis. Ovalis dribble drive from the left side. Left-handed layup, no good. And foul's going to be on number three, Claire Carlson. That'll be at least three. That's four on Claire, excuse yep. me. In foul trouble bad now are the Lady Bears. Okay, so we got a, a gentleman down there that is uh, and the free throw. The first free throw is no good. We've got a, a fan that could be ejected. Could. They just had words with him. 
and uh, Coach uh, Scott coming over, consoling him, saying, hey, just chill out, Dad. Everything's cool. Second free throw by Ovalis is good. And sits down there right behind the score table, which I don't think is a great place for fans to sit anyway, but that's a personal opinion. High over the top to Phillips. Phillips thought about a three, but he got closed off. Phillips drives to the basket, goes up, no good. Rebound by DeMars. Go in and run. That's what you need. DeMars <laughs> went up, got it to roll over the front, and got fouled. Well, you need Brooklyn on one end, DeMars on the other side. If one misses, got the other ready for a putback. All right, that's Kamara Reed, and that's four on Reed with 419. That'd be a huge loss if Reed fouled out. Four Walnut Grove for the free throw by DeMars is good. Cuts it to two, 48-46. Reed has the basketball on the far side, guarded by DeMars. She brings it into the front court, does Reed. She pulls up outside the three-point line, gives it back to Ovalis. Ovalis looks, throws it back to Kelly right over the top. Kelly at the top of the key. Kelly dribbling against Cook. She lost control, gives it to Ovalis in the corner. Ovalis dribbles baseline, offensive foul as Ovalis knocks Caitlin Cook to the floor. Good job by Caitlin again. That's what she can do. She saw her coming, and she stepped over and had one foot on the right there on the edge of the baseline and took the full run of it. Good job for Caitlin Cook. Now you can tie her, take the lead. 48-46 with just under four minutes, 3.53 in the quarter. Cook, spin move in the middle, goes up the left hand, partially blocked by Ovalis. Ovalis, Kelly gets it, gets it over to Nealon on the far side. Nealon grabs it, gives it back over here, almost stolen. Reed has it. Oh, now it is stolen by Carlson. Gives it up here. Can she reach it? DeMars in a hurry. She flips it back in to Kirsch, to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, good. Tied at 48. Nice anticipation by the Lady Bears to get control of the Timeout. Coach Witherspoon, it'll be a full. And we're back in one minute here for Cherokee Bluff on 97.5 Glory FM. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Well, it feels like the playoffs here from Cherokee Bluff all tied right now at 48. And it'll be Walnut Grove's basketball. Basically the timeline in the backcourt far side in front of the students of Cherokee Bluff. They throw it in to Reed in the backcourt. 30 seconds on the shot clock, 3.23 on the game clock. Tied at 48 from Cherokee Bluff, the Region 8-4A game. Right there to battle. Battle stolen by Kirsch. Kirsch is going to go in for the layup. Good. They retake the lead. First time they've had it in a while. First of the half. 50 to 48. Nice anticipation by Bristol to get the knock away, the steal, and go down and score. Ovalis in the front court. Gives it over to Kelly. Kelly dribbles towards the free throw line. Good. Little layup outside the block and got it to go. 
Tied to 50. Nice pass down through, right through Carson DeMar's hands. Ah, she, Claire Carlson threw a BB down to Carson DeMar's. Carson had her hands up there and went right through there, right through the wicket, as they say, on the infielder. Reed has it as Thompson's back in the game for battle for Walnut Grove. Tied at 50, 238. Way out front is Reed with the basketball. Gives over to Kelly here on the right wing. Kelly dribble drives through some people. Offensive foul. That's three in this half. On Tara Kelly as she ran all over Bristol Kirsch. That's two on Kelly. Is that three on her, I think? That is two now on Kelly. No, they're saying that's just one on Kelly, Michael. Okay, but she's already got two this half, hasn't she? No. No, that she was, had two no, that was uh, Reed had one, I know. Yeah, Reed's had two. Fouls. She's, she's playing with four Either right now. way, they now. got one on the clock. Yeah, but Reed's right, playing so with four. Cook has it. Cook gives it out to Kirsch. Kirsch, top of the key. She backs out near the midcourt line. Gives it off to Carlson. Leaving out in front, Cook. Now to Kirsch with 14. In the corner, knocked out of bounds off of Nealon. Out of bounds. Now, they've got uh, Tierra Kelly with one foul, according to the board up That's there. That's so, I know the Reed has four. Four on the road. Way out front, intercepted out of bounds by Reed. And look, at, look how she's playing with four fouls, yeah. too. She went up. There's a short pass trying to get it to Kirsch, and they, she caught it and came down out of bounds. So, yeah, they reset the clock, which is correct. And it will be out of bounds. Cherokee Bluff has the basketball. Brooklyn Phillips has it. Brooklyn gets it over here to Caitlin Cook with two minutes exactly left in regulation. Tied at 50 from Cherokee Bluff. Caitlin gives it over here to Brooklyn on the left wing. Brooklyn got a pushing foul, and it's going to be on Walnut Grove, I do believe. Let's see. That's going to be on number 23. Yeah, that's going to be on Tierra Kelly. That'll be the sick. Now the team fouls the other direction this quarter, Mike. It is. They're calling two persons on her now, right? That is, uh, yeah, five, yeah, two persons on her, and that's the fifth team foul on Walnut Grove. First free throw, oh, in and out from Claire Carlson. Now that is two on her. That's their fifth team foul, and Cherokee Bluff only has one team foul in this quarter. Second one's up. No good. She left them short. Comes up the other direction. Give it to Thompson. Gives it back to Reed in the backcourt. Reed will bring it up at 145. Reed brings it across the midcourt. Walnut Grove with one timeout. Coach Scott with all of hers. Reed beat everybody for the layup. 52-50. Carlson gives it back to Bristol Curse. Bristol handles the basketball. She takes it all the way in. A little awkward shot. No good. Rebounded by Kelly. Kelly has it. Crossover to Thompson. Thompson gives it back to Reed. Reed will bring it up a 121 and a two-point lead. Reed in front court, guarded by Carson DeMars. Reed has the basketball. She'll dribble between some folks out there, and then she gives it tough to Kelly. Kelly, a short jumper is going to be long, going to be rebounded by Kirsch. Kirsch in the far corner. She'll dribble, dribble up behind her back against Ovalis. Gives it to Cook. Cook with 58 seconds. Carlson way out front to Cook. Cook. Going to try and dribble drive. Gets it to Carlson in the corner for three. No good. Rebound on the far side by Nealon. Walnut Grove gives it over to Ovalis to Reed. They'll come up. They look like they want to foul Reed, and they do. Caitlin Cook will foul her right there. That might be four or five on Caitlin. That'll only be the second team foul, so they'll take it out of bounds. I think that's four on her. Boy, I'm really surprised Coach Scott didn't call timeout. Mm-hmm. 
I thought you might set up something, Joe, on the offensive end. Yep, that's four on Caitlin with 43.7 and 35. So the eight seconds between the game clock and shot clock. That's three Lady Bears with four fouls. Yep, they get it into Ovalis. Ovalis on the breakaway gets it to Neyland in the corner. A short jumper from the corner, no good. Rebounded by Kirsch. Kirsch on a run out, goes the other way, one on two. She splits the difference, goes in an awkward shot. No good, but guess she'll shoot two. She'll can tie it from the free throw line. She tried to create and got fouled as she was going up and tried to create something kind of off balance sideways there and couldn't get it to roll in, but she'll try to tie it at 52 with 32.6 left in the game. Bristol's first free throw, and she dribbles twice, stops, spins, dribbles again. Good. 52-51. Trying to tie it and see what Coach Scott will do. She's got her full complement of timeouts. She's talking to the official. She might take one after this, make one. Good time to take one. Dribble, spin, dribble twice. Oh, good. Went in, timeout, called. It'll be a four by Cassie Scott. We'll take it with him. Back at one here on 97.5 Glory FM. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Bushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org. Slash black and blue. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. Back at Cherokee Bluff, we're tied. Joe, here's our defense wins championship. Yep. Got to put the defense on right here and get a steal. You can run it down and play for the last shot if you so choose to. They've got a little the length of the floor. does Walnut Grove, but they can run the baseline if they need to. Thompson will take it out for Walnut Grove. She's looking to get in full court, man-to-man defense. Thompson looking, looking, finally throws it in for the last second. Reed gets, she stepped out of bounds. Right in front of the Cherokee Bluff bench. Now, you got a chance to win it right here. The ball was lit. She led a little bit. She tried to grab it, and then her foot slipped and fit right there on the on the sideline out of bounds. So, DeMars will throw it in. Gets it in to Carlson. Carlson, left wing with 27. You can run all the clock if you need to. Use it all. Yep, Carlson has it. Kicks it out to Cook. Let her create with 20. Carlson spins in the middle. She almost had it stolen. Kelly almost had it. She knocks it away. She steals it on the far end. Kelly has it. She throws it in. We're going to have a foul right there out front, and it'll be no shot. It'll be out front, though. you got a foul to use. Why not? And he's got a timeout right there. He's going to take a full timeout right there also. Let's keep it right here, buddy. Yep. So tell about, about my bad. No foul. It's going to be a timeout. That's all it was. Yeah. Okay. No foul, what, just a timeout. On the far left wing is where it's going to be the timeout at with 11.3 seconds. The foul situation is five team fouls against Walnut Grove, two against Cherokee Bluff. Now, I don't think you want to put them on the line, no. but 
you, you know you, if, you, if you do foul them, unless it's in the act of shooting, they're not going to shoot any free throws. So, but at the same know. time, if you can foul them with time on the clock up front, gives yep. them they had to waste less more time clock. right there. Exactly. Exactly. So, so maybe maybe if you can go in, whoever whoever gets the ball, if their defender can kill thousand one thousand two, and then foul her real quick. Okay, that's two seconds off the clock. Well, and same you know. thing too. They got to get in bounds. Yep. Exactly. So that's going to be the big thing. If they get in bounds. Go ahead and foul them. Yep. You've got three. Well, i got two to give. Go yep. ahead and, and do that and make them try to inbound it again. 11.3, 52 all. Looking, looking. Thompson to throw it in. She's looking. Finally gets it in. Almost knocked away. Kelly has the basketball. Takes it inside. She's fouled. No good on the basket. Ah. But the foul's going to be on number 13, Bristol Kirsch. And that's Joe, so four on Bristol. It, I'm saying foul or Yep. Don't let her drive, and she did. She drove for about four and a half seconds. Six point L. Kelly's first free throw, good. Nothing but net. Kelly's second free throw is getting ready for several subs. Uh, Grace Sharp will come in the game for Thompson. That's the offense defense. Second free throw, good. 54-52, timeout, Coach Scott, it'll be a full timeout. Let's keep it here again. Don't want to miss this. <coughs> That's one of those that until they advance the college rule on down to where you call the timeout and get it to half court, you've got to get it to mid court and make, she's got it where she can take another if she needs to, Bingo. but you've got to get it pretty quick. Yes. If they play defense in the backcourt, you've got to go over the top, get it down here and look for a quick shot. All you need is two now to tie it up. Well, uh, you know what I'm thinking, buddy? I'm thinking you're right there with three and get fouled for a three-shot yep. opportunity there to yep. win the ball game. Yep. Will the officials call it? That's the question. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You've got to wait and see what happens. Boys game will follow 15 or so minutes. <laughs> well, what a game we've had for you here. <laughs> yeah, the most we've had was an eight-point lead yes. by either team. That was by Walnut Grove early in this half. And what a comeback. Oh, yeah, Cherokee for Bluff. Cherokee Bluff. Down a player, and they've really come back, got in foul trouble pretty bad, and they've battled and battled, came back, and took a break, 50-48 to 48 lead. Now, Walnut Grove with a 54-52 lead. They'll have to go the length of the floor. Walnut Grove, they're not going to pressure all the way up, but they're going to pressure it three-quarters anyway. Brooklyn Phillips gives it back to Caitlin Cook with five. Caitlin into the Oh, she gets knocked away by Reed. Reed, pull it out on the far side. That'll be your ball game. 54-52, Walnut Grove. Wow. <laughs> Tip your hat to Walnut Grove. And they win the game on the road. 54-52, your final score. We're back in two minutes on 97.5. Glory FM. Murphy's Law says, if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooke's Law says, don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. 
The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org org slash black and blue. Siphon Logistics commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. At Cherokee Bluff, Mike Washington with you here on 97.5 Glory FM. And tough loss for Cassie Scott's team as they lose by a final score of 54-52. The final, it came down to a steal on that last possession, and they were able to dribble it out and win the ball game by two, 54-52. And Joe's getting the final totals, and they were led by one girl. Kelly was their leading scorer as she scored more than half of their points in this ball game. And no doubt in my mind, from that said, well, it may be wrong by a point or two, but she was dominant in this ball game for Coach Will Witherspoon. It's very interesting. Here he is. You're coaching both teams, and you really count your assistants because they'll be with the team just finished playing in the locker room. Then you got your boys getting ready. You also coach getting ready for the second game of the doubleheader is Josh Travis and his team looking for this win as we're talking with Coach Travis at halftime of the girls' ball game. Coming up for the Lady Bears, they'll be in action this Friday. They'll take on Johnson in a sub-region game. Then they'll have a girls' game only. The girls are playing this Saturday at home here at the Den as they go up against the Lady Wolverines of Prince Avenue Christian out of Bogart. They'll play that game coming up this Saturday here at Cherokee Bluff. While the boys, they will play Johnson on Friday. Then they get ready for the Southern doubleheader again next Tuesday here at home as they'll go up against East Hall. That's next Tuesday, East Hall and Cherokee Bluff. We'll think more about that right here on 97.5 Glory FM. It was 29-28 at the end of the half, and then the Lady Warriors jumped out to as much as an eight-point lead in the second half. And here comes Cherokee Bluff fighting back there. They were hampered by foul trouble. Had three players with four fouls apiece. Nobody fouled out of the ball game. But it came down. You miss a free throw. They come down and hit a shot. And again, it was Kelly who scored the last two points of the game. The game was tied at 52 off. And she's your MVP of the ball game, no doubt, Joseph. Uh, exactly. She. Uh, I, mean, I thought she had a lot more than that. She had 25 in the game. Reed had 14. 
Niera Wallace had 10, and then two each for Michaela Battle and Dorothy Nealon. Those were the scores in the game. The Walnut Grove, Cherokee Bluff, Carson DeMars was seven. Brooklyn Phillips came off the bench with eight big points. Claire Carlson had nine. Audrey Graham, one. Emma Reynolds, four. Emory Jones, six. Bristol Kirsch, eight. Caitlin Cook, five. And Hallie Wilson had four. Final score, 54-52. Give the ball credit, too, Joe, and our, our prayers are out for a young lady who got injured in the first half of yep. play. Emma Reynolds. Yep, Emma Reynolds, and she's important to this ball club. She is. They're going to go do some more evaluation in the morning, and uh, I stood up tonight, and they'll, they'll see what's going on in the morning with it. After I talked to, to her dad briefly there a moment ago, so hopefully everything, I told him, I said, our prayers are with you. Hope everything's all right. Amen. And with that, next year on 97.5 Glory FM, we'll talk about sports medicine. One of the surgeons from Northeast Georgia Physicians Group. That comes up next on 97.5 Glory FM is wearing you Tuesday night basketball. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your heat going out during a cold snap. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the cold. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your heat stops working this winter, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. If you don't like to wait, especially in a cold house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 770-536-7509. Conditioned Air Systems and Train. Keeping North Georgia comfortable. The experts are saying that it's going to be another tough year for the flu. Last year it started in October and lasted until May. It's never too early to get your flu shot, and you can stop by Riverside Pharmacy and get yours today. The pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy can not only give you your flu shot, but if you get the flu, they can fill your prescription. They'll even deliver them in the Gainesville area. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. 97.5 Glory FM. We're back with Dr. Chad Buxlow, one of the surgeons at NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine. We have talked to him a couple of times. We'll talk more about the services that are offered there at NGPG. Tell me about some of the common injuries that you're seeing, sir. Yeah, so at, uh, at our practice, we, we treat any kind of musculoskeletal injury. So, you know, uh, anything from broken bones uh, to uh, ligament injuries, to tendon injuries, um, to, you know, strains and sprains and, and those things as well. So pretty much any, uh, you know, joint or muscle, um, bone, you know, the, that's where we're going to be uh, focusing on as far as providing care for. Um, some of the more common injuries that we see, um, we certainly see a lot of shoulder injuries. Um, a, lot of, again, a lot of times these are repetitive use uh, type injuries where, again, it may not be a real severe injury or something that happened, uh, but all of a sudden you start having some pain in there and, and start causing some issues for, for patients. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty common injury. And, again, knee injuries are pretty common. Uh, less common the smaller joints we don't see as much, you know, like an elbow or ankle injury. We do see ankle fractures because those tend to happen where patients kind of twist their ankle, you know, they're coming off the curb or stepping wrong or slipping. Um, so, so those are a little more common as far as, like, tendon injuries in the ankle or, or cartilage injuries, those are a little less frequent than we see with the bigger joints like the knees and shoulders. All right, so as I get older, I'm having a little difficulty, say, with my one of my arms, and I think, okay, it could be a rotator cuff, but I'm not quite sure. What would be some of the symptoms of having a bad rotator cuff? So a lot of times with uh, rotator cuff injuries, they may start out kind of small, you know, just kind of a 
sore shoulder, kind of achy. A lot of times you see it on the side of the shoulder, even sometimes down the arm a little bit, kind of midway down the arm. A lot of times you'll see that because we'll start overworking or compensating some of the other muscles around the shoulder uh, to, to uh, compensate for that rotator cuff, and then we'll start work, overworking some of those other muscles, and, and the pain will be down a little further. But we'll start seeing some pain. Um, that's usually how it starts. Uh, a lot of times patients will complain of pain at night, you know, trouble sleeping. It'll wake them up at night. Um, kind of makes them miserable because uh, if you can't sleep, it's it's tough to get um, anything else done the day if you're if you're pretty tired. So we'll see that as well. Um, when they start getting more severe, that's when we're going to start noticing weakness, um, difficulty lifting out away from the body. So if you reach out to grab a pitcher of uh, tea out of the fridge and you're like, oh man, that really hurts, you know, and, and have trouble lifting that pitcher or at least causes pain, um, that's another common symptom we'll see with the rotator cuff. And then if it gets real severe, then we just have trouble lifting the arm up. You know, so you're trying to lift that arm out away from the body, up overhead. Um, and sometimes people, when they have a pretty significant tear, um, will have difficulty doing that. At that point, then we're, we're getting pretty worried if, if you can't lift that arm. Um, it's something that's uh, pretty significant as far as uh, damage in that shoulder. All right, use me as a point of your patient, sir. I've, I've got pain in my left arm near my shoulder down toward the bicep. Is that a symptom there? Yeah, that could be. Uh, if it's in kind of the biceps area, it could be, um, you know, some biceps tendonitis. Uh, there's a little groove that the bicep sits in where it kind of comes up from the biceps muscle itself and then goes up and attaches into the shoulder. And uh, sometimes we'll get some irritation, inflammation in that area. Sometimes we'll even get some tearing in that tendon up at that uh, top part in that groove there. And um, that, that can be... Uh, cause a bit of discomfort as well um so so we'll see that uh you know that biceps tendon can be a big pain generator if there's some inflammation or a little bit damage uh to to that tendon as it uh, comes up into the shoulder and then it actually catches deep inside the socket of the shoulder one of the the tendons of the biceps does and sometimes that'll kind of pull away um, and cause some pain in there as well so we'll see that kind of more in that front area of the shoulder um, when we're when we're doing things like reaching out, lifting up, um, reaching back behind, like if you're going to grab your uh, uh, bag out of the back seat of the car or something, you're reaching back and start feeling kind of pain across the front of the shoulder. That could be more of a, a biceps injury. Well, exactly. So um, go to NGPG. Not only offer surgery, but also you can do rehab, right? Absolutely. So you know we we certainly try to focus on surgery as a last resort, right? So uh, we want to try any conservative measures we can to get patients better. Um, so we try, you know, physical therapy, um, either um, going to see a physical therapist or sometimes we'll set you up with exercises uh, that you can do on your own at first. Uh, sometimes we'll do some injections just to try to reduce inflammation if we need to. A lot of times it's a good uh, way to get pain reduced quickly uh, because we can put that medication right at that site. Uh, and sometimes it's just over-the-counter medications and things like that. But uh, those are all things that we want to try uh, usually as first-line treatments uh, for injuries that are less severe. Um, sometimes, you know, the injury could be more significant than that, and we uh, just won't make progress. And then, you know, if we have to, uh, surgical options are available if, if it is that significant where we need to go down that road. All right, so I can, go ahead, I can make an appointment there at NGPG, or I can just walk right into your office, right? Yeah, you can. Um, it's easy to call. We can usually get you in right away that day or the 
next day usually without too much difficulty. You can just come into the office if you have uh, an issue, and, and uh, we can usually get uh, patients worked in. We try to make time and have space every day to, uh, um, to get people in if we need to um, and uh, kind of work them into the schedule for sure. So tell me where you're located. So I'm uh, located at uh, our Gainesville office, which is in Medical Park 1, just uh, on Jesse Jewell near the hospital there. Uh, I also see patients in Dawsonville at our um, Dawsonville office. We have a brand-new medical office building that just is being built there. And um, and so we see patients there. I see patients there as well. And so we kind of focus on those areas. But we do have other locations throughout the northeast Georgia area, such as Brazelton and Jefferson and uh, uh, other areas as well, sometimes some smaller satellite clinics. But uh, main offices, definitely um, Gainesville and, and Dawsonville are kind of our main locations uh, in addition to Brazelton. Well, thanks to Dr. Chad Mugslow of NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine. We've got more for you coming up next on 97.5 Glory FM. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at siphonlogistics.com. 